0: Bez Hashem continue with Brokas. We are in Tess Amud um, Beis, We're going to start from Tess Amud um, all three lines from the bottom. We'll be discussing by Itzis Mitzrayim that Hakosh Baruch had to ask Belosh No. He was telling Moshe Rabbeinu, please go ask B'nai Israel to go ask from the Mitzrim to take the the gold. of And then we'll also begin that's that's going to be the end of the first sugya, of the first Mishnah. Then we're going to begin the second Mishnah in all of Shas, which will discuss the Zaman of Kriyashma Shal Shachas. So the Gemara begins. Dabre' <laughs> The Pesach <Pasuk> says, Dabre' no'a ba'ozne'a'om. Speak no'a ba'ozne'a'om in the ears of the nation. alu ish And they should ask from the Mitzrim, kle'ches'v'kle'zov, for the gold and the silver says the Gemara, what does it mean, this word of no' of no is request, please, why, is, why do we need a definition, of what the word no means, because of the following Gemara, the bari oilam is saying, I request of you, I'm asking you, Leich go, and go ask Yisrael, Go ask the in Mitzrayim for the gold and silver. Okay. Go ask them for it. Or Sadik turning to testament base that they shouldn't have that Sadik should should not say who is that Sadik? So Rashi right? says it's Avraham that the says, vinu That in regards to when Hashem said, like we had in last week's parashah, that He says, vinu, I'm going to make them slaves. That Hashem fulfilled, but but that did to go out with a lot of a lot of wealth that I did not fulfill. So that's why Keshe says to no, please go ask them to do this." So then, the question still begs to ask: Why is it so hard to go and to ask them? they go, go, they go, go. Tell them, go get your gold, go get your silver. You'll get it; it's yours. You deserve it. So, first of all, like this, we're going to see the Gemara is telling us like this. Now, the next few lines that we have to remind ourselves: When was B'nai Yisrael? When B'nai Yisrael redeemed? Really, he bishar He said this when Para says, "Get out at night." Why? Because Marcus B'chares Par had enough of this. But Hashem says no. You're gonna stay there until the morning, and then the next day, that's when you're gonna leave, and that's when you're gonna ask the Mitzrayim, Klei Chesach le'zav. So that's why they're gonna say, I just wanna get out of here. I don't wanna be in the anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't mind to get out with uh, just a shirt on my back. So that's why Daber no, that's why this whole conversation has to happen between Akash Baruch and Moshe and the Yisrael. That's the Gemara. By the way, there are those that learn Rechush Godol, is, is is the Torah. That is the Rukhush Gadol. Okay? That not the wealth, the gold and silver, but the actual Torah. So, but that's a different Chazal. <speaking in Hebrew> so, B'nai so, Yisrael said, U-le-vai, We just want to leave. We don't want anything else. We just want to get out of here already. We've been slaves enough. <speaking in Hebrew> so, Moshel, a person who was a Incarcerated in jail. And they told them, people told them, You're going to be going out of jail tomorrow, and you're going to be getting a tremendous amount of wealth on your way out. So, what is the response? It might sound like a great thing, right? So the response is of this person in the marshal who's being told, you're going to be leaving and getting a tremendous amount of wealth, but when is it? Tomorrow. What's well, his response? I don't want the wealth. I just want to get out today. You're telling me I'm out? I'll forgo the wealth? Just let me get out today. So that's once again the reason why, why Klai Yisrael were, were spoken to in a way, Da'berna, no, pleased with Loshon because even though we all know, he's saying over here, that they want to get it right away, Hashem says, no, I have to fulfill my, my promise. They can go out with a tremendous amount of wealth. The says, He caused them to borrow. He caused them to borrow. That they borrowed against their will. Now the question is, against whose will? Some learn, it means against the will of Mitzrayim. And some learn, against the will of Yisrael. How do you learn that it means against the will of Mitzrayim? Because the passage says, The dweller of the house will divide their booty. And when there is a booty involved, this obviously means it's against their will. If you have spoils, that means you took something against the will. According to the opinion that says that Vaishalum caused them to borrow means that it's referring to B'n'ai Israel because B'nai Israel said, We don't want to take this wealth now. We'll get it later by Bizayam. Why do we have to carry it all the way out of Itzraim for the next few days? We'll get it by Jesus, Hayam. That was the that was why it was the uh, the Alkorchum of the Yiddin. Why should we have to take it now? Fine. Now let's just finish the two dots and I'll ask you a question that always bothered me. And Baruch Hashem today I found an answer. Pasik says They emptied out. They emptied out Mitzrayim. It's this Vainatslu is like a, a Mitsuda, like a trap that doesn't have any grain. When you want to trap an animal, so you put down the bait. The grain is the bait. So they didn't put any, it's like, it's like they emptied out Mitsun so much there's no grain any left. That they made it like a Mitsula, like the depths, the depths of the ocean, that all the way in the bottom, can't tell you from experience, but from Gemara, I can tell you that Dagon, There's no fish all the way down at the at the bedrock of the gra- of the ocean. So that's how much they emptied out. That's how much they took from the midstream. So some explain that according to Rav Ami, when you have Dagon, you have grain. When you have grain, so then sometimes you still have some crumbs in the in the nicks and the crevices and the cracks and crevices over there. And, and, and that's, 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 uh, that there was still little left in Mitzrayim. But according to Rish Lakesh, there was totally void of anything, any, any wealth left. There's a question you could ask me. So what's the question? Oh, okay, good question. Okay. So the question is like this. We all know that when the, when the Yams was sped up, the the Mitzrayim and all the gold, there was still a tremendous amount of business Yam, which is even more than it was in business Mitzrayim, that they took out from the Yamsof was even more than when he left Mitzrayim. So where'd that come from? So that came all that came from Pyro's Pyro's his 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 treasure. Mm-hmm. That it could be a shot is like this that Pyro put it on the horses and the chariots as like a battle cry, just like we have. Well, how before a game the players get together and they 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 chant themselves on, they give themselves encouragement to win against the other opposing team. So here also, they go into war, they want to show they can be victorious. So they put on all the wealthy gold and silver and all the ornaments to show we're gonna come back. And and that came out from Pyro's storehouse. his 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 own personal wealth over there. Fine. What's the question they had for years, and I saw shot today why is the Torah, why is it Kosh Baruch Hu borrow? There was no, no, never an intention to give it back. They're leaving. That was the question I had for years. So I came across a cheskuni today and the cheskuni says that the Lashon of She'ela in this pshat is that the Mitzvim are going to lend it, quote unquote and then when they see the Mitzvah B'nai Israel not coming back they're going to chase after them. They can say, hey, one second. Yeah. I, I lent you all this gold and silver. I want it back. So it was an encouragement to get them to come out to the Yamsuf. That's what the Cheskunya learns. Others learn that Yisholim is not a lotion of She'ila. It's another pshat, not for now. Okay. Next, the Passover says, eka eka. I will be with you in this tzara, and I will be with you in future tzara. Lemoysha, Koshbocha said to Moysha, "Leich and lehem leYisrael, go and tell Klay Israel, Ani heisi imochem b'shibud zeh. This is very timely Gemara, by the way. Listen to this. Ani heisi imochem b'shibud zeh. I am with you. I was with you in this shibud, in this slavery. Ani yay imochem b'shibud malchius. I will be with you throughout the tragedies in the future as well." I am with you. So says Hashem. So Hashem says, What's going on over here? Hashem says to Moshe, Go tell Klai Yisrael, the same way, the same way I was with him in Mitzrayim, in the short service Mitzrayim, I'll be with them in future service as well. The Spanish Inquisition, and the What do you need that for? They have not service going on right now. Why do you have to mention the future service that's going to be? That's Moshe Ben's question to Hashem. It's enough to say the it's time and now. Amr Laikos Baruch, Leich, and Marlehem. So, Amr Lephani, Run Shalom, Dialet, and Marlehem. Amr Laikos Baruch, Hashem says back to Moshe, Leich, and Marlehem, Ekash, Okay, Ekash, I will be with them, send them out. Hashem sent them out, and 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 Hashem, and Hashem will be with them in this sorrow. In other words, don't mention anything about future sorrows. So, what's the obvious question? This question also bothered me for years. And the question is, one second. Listen to the shock of the back and forth over here. Moshe Rabbeinu is being told by Hashem, go tell Klai Yisrael. It's not just this sorrow that I was with them, but also future sorrows. Moshe Rabbeinu says back, why do they need to hear that they have future sorrows? This, this is enough. They've been suffering for hundreds of years. So Hashem says, okay, don't tell them, eh, okay, eh, 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 eh. And Rashi on the Pasek quotes our Gemara here, so, so it sounds like excuse me for saying the words, even like Kivi the Moshe Beinu was right. in regards to Hashem, the Moshe Beinu was right. Does that make any sense? It does make any sense? So the way the way that some explain is that that's what Hashem was telling Moshe Beinu. I'm telling you, you Moshe, that the same way. I'm with them in this Sarah, I will be them future Sarah's. I'm not telling you to tell that to them. I'm telling you, I will be with them in future gen- generations when they will have Sarah's as well. You're the leader, it's important for you to know that. I'm not telling you to tell them that. It's not that Moshe Bino was was up-shlugging Baruch He wasn't uprooting, in the, he was right over Hashem. Okay. Now we're going back to a Gemara, which we had previously. Aneni Hashem, Aneni. Hashem, answer me. Answer me, Hashem, answer me. So, Amar HaVavau. Lama Amar Aneni, why did Eliyo say two times that Hashem should answer him? It's come to teach us, that like Hashem said, in front of Hashem, R'Ban Aneni, answer me, that a fire should come down from Shemayim and she eat up all of the, the animals, the carbonis on the mizbeach. As well, also you, you Hashem, should make sure that their mindset should not be that the reason how this happened, that the fire came down, is because it came down through Maysik through sorcery. But it should be understood that it came down through you, you Hashem, and no other power. Okay. Adkan. That is the conclusion of the Gemara until now, which goes back to the first Mishnah on Daf Beis. So this, that was the Mishnah of Meimisai Khan Shema Ba'aris. When do you recite Shema at night? Now we begin, the next stage is when do you recite Shema by Shachris? When do you recite Shema in the morning? That is a topic of discussion now. And in order to answer that question, we have to remind ourselves they did not have any watches, of course. And the way they were able to tell time was through other means and other avenues such as recognizing items and then when you see different items then you're going to see, okay, it's now daytime. And we're going to use different examples which might sound foreign to us because that's not how we, we, we live our lives. It's, it's on. Yeah. Okay. Says the Gemishner. The mishnah says, yes, When is the, is the mitzvah, does it begin, to recite Shema in the morning. Maybe it's like coming Shema B'Shachris. Answers the Mishnah, ben When the person can differentiate between T'cheles, between the color T'cheles, and the color of Lavan. Exactly what the color T'cheles is, it's a good question. Some say purplish, bluish, fine, and white. So when a person can differentiate between the color of T'cheles and lavan, the first opinion of the Mishnah says that's when the time to recite Shema begins in the morning. Now this is the first Mishnah that same sort of, same Lezar Gondol from the Mishnah in, uh, on and Karsi. He says when you can differentiate between Techeles and Karsi. So let's say Techeles is, is blue. Karsi is green, like, like the leek. Like the color of like the on the Rosh Hashanah, you have the different um, karsi is one of the different simonim that we eat, right? So now let's think for a second: Is it easier to f- differentiate and discern between blue and white, or between blue and green? I ask you. Blue and white is easier. Blue and white is easier. So, so, so uh, blue and green is a different time. We're saying that. Because if the colors are close, too close to, to get... I mean, we learned in uh, school... The point is that in order for green and blue to be differentiated, to differentiate the two colors, it has to be what? More light. more light. Okay, so that's what we need to take out from what we're saying over here. So the first opinion saying that the time to say Shema in the morning is an earlier time. The second opinion is saying it's, it's the sun is rising more that you can differentiate between a blue and a green. Now when does he say the time ends? When does the real say the time to recite Shema in the morning ends? Ad Anitzahama. Until when? Until sunrise. That's a very small time frame. That's a very small time frame. So you realize that if that was the halacha, we don't have to wake up very early, especially in the in the summertime, to make sure we recite Shema by that time when you a person can differentiate between green and blue and 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 uh until sunrise. Okay, it's so a small time frame. Rabbi another opinion, third opinion, Ad You can recite Shema until three hours of the day. Where's three hours of the day have to do with anything? Shekein derech, Because as we discussed earlier, kings get up in the third hour of the day. And therefore, what does that do with anything once again? Because the Pasuk says, when you go lie down, uv and when you get up. And the same way that you have on the flip side, you have the time frame of saying Shema, when people go to sleep, or when people are sleeping, so too, at night, so too, by the other side of the coin, you recite Kriya Shema in the morning, when people, people get up. So, by the third hour of the day, that's when people are still getting up. Malachim, lamuid, now, what happens if you recite Shema after this time? A person who recites Shema after this time, after the third hour of the day, he doesn't lose out. It's, it says the mission is, It's like a person who's reading from the Torah. I'm going to share with you a question I have. I don't have an answer for it. If you have an answer, also I want to thank the Oilam listening to the recordings as well and for reaching out to me with questions what it might be. But if you have an answer, please let me know. We're going to learn later on that there's a lo Tezvav, Something which is crooked that you can't fix. What is something crooked that you can't fix? One of the explanations of something that's crooked you can't fix is zesh Krishma, a person who did not say Shema at the right time. In other words, let's say the end time for Shema today would be 10 30, for example, and he said Shema at 1045. So this person, he violated Transgressed, if you will, the zman, the mitzvah of Kriya Shema. he, he ne- neglected it. He neglected it. He didn't do the mitzvah. So he falls in that category. What the Mishnah says, the, the Pasuk says that there's some over something which is crooked, such lama Malach that you can't fix. We have a zman to say. So what does it mean over here in the Mishnah? That it, it tells us, Look, he didn't lose out. We're discussing here the mitzvah, to do the mitzvah. We're not discussing can you learn Torah? You can learn Torah 24 hours a day. That's not our issue. The issue is to do the mitzvah. So what does the Mishnah say? Lo here said, he didn't lose out. It's Louis That's my question. Says Gemara Vaita now. My When is this when is this what is this time that we're discussing this time frame of the friendship between Khailas and Lovan? Elaim, if you want to tell me there has been Gavavod de Amro Chivro, the Gava de Amro de made the If you want to tell me, it's if you take a bundle of white wool and a bundle of blue wool of the t'cheles and you put the two together and that's when you can differentiate between the two of them. So the Gemara makes a statement, which I don't fully understand, but the Gemara is saying, even at night you can differentiate between these two items. If it's a bundle together, perhaps understanding is, if it's not just a strand of t'cheles, and a strand of white it's a bundle of blue, of t'cheles, and a bundle of white. So the two together, near each other, they're more discernible because of the difference, the tremendous difference of the shades of colors. Okay? So even at night, you can discern the, the difference between these two. So that doesn't help me know when I can recite Shema in the morning. el must be ben t'cheles, lovin But we're we talking about the t'cheles, the strand of t'cheles, and the, and, and, and the lovin that's in it. What does that mean? What color is wool? White. white. How did they get it to be tchelos on it? Dye. They dye it. So what happens if you don't dye it fully? So on that strand, that string of wool, there's blue, and there's some white on the one string. Now it wasn't dyed properly. If it's dyed properly, the whole thing is blue. It's tchelos. Whatever they call it, right? So here we're saying when you can discern. On those one strand of string between the blue, the tchelis, and the white that is still not dyed, that is the time to recite Shema in the morning. Now we can discuss different opinions from different tanoim of the time when one can recite Shema in the morning. When you can differentiate between a wolf. And a dog. Okay, so you, they have similar features. But when you see, oh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't get too close because that's not a dog. That's a wolf. Okay. So when you can see that, oh, you know what? It's maybe a good time for me to say shma also. And I should evoke Hashem's assistance. Okay. Rabbi Kiva says, you know when the time to say Shema, when you can discern that day, it's day now, it's light enough to say it's, it's Uf Komecha, it's the morning. This is when you can see the difference between a donkey and a wild donkey. Now, you have to know, first of all, what a wild donkey looks like. So, you, But then those days, once again, that's how they lived. They knew these things. now who is Achayrim? Whenever you say Nshas, Achayrim. So... We have, we have over here, when you have your, your, uh, when you can see your friend at a distance of four amos, when you can see a friend of yours that you recognize at Dal amos, you know who he is, that's, you know, it's time, it's called the morning. It's called time of komecha to recite shema in the morning. Now the place can explain, it's not your best friend. It's somebody you have somewhat acquaintance with. The reason why it's not your best friend is because sometimes you see from the mannerisms of the person, you see from his certain features. If it's your best friend, you can see him with your eyes closed. It's somebody you have a what to do with, but not that you was your best friend. Amar Avguno, halacha The Allah is like achirim. That what? The halacha is that when is the time for Kriyashma? That is when you can see your friend at a distance of Dalar Amas. Um, Rabbiyeh, so, Baye clarifies, Baye the Amayir clarifies what the Tanah just said. That halacha, that is time for Krishma, that's what we're talking really for. It's called morning for Tfilin. When you can see your friend at a distance of Dalaramas, now you know you're permitted to put on Tfilin. It's called day for Tfilin. Kaachayrim. That's like we pass like However, the Kriyashma, kivasikin. But when Kriyashma, it's Kivasikin. Now, what is Vasekin? You hear this, Davin Vasikin. So Vasikin, people think, incorrectly. Vasikin, people think, it's a time to Davin in the morning. You want to know what Vasikin is? Let's go to our Rebbe. Who's our Rebbe? Rashi. Rashi is our Rebbe. So what does Rashi say? How does Rashi define what Vasikin is? So Rashi says, Anoshim anavim, Umichavevin mitzvah. The word Vasikin says Rashi right here in the middle of the uh, Rashi is Anoshim Anavim, humble people, and they are Mechavivin Mitzvah. They love to do the Mitzvah. And therefore, they're going to do the Mitzvah at the first opportunity, the earliest time possible. I once heard that the Kedushis Levi, the Levi Yislam, the who didn't wear tefillin on Yantif, on Cholomait, so he was up, came out like a whole night, very early in the morning, the day after Yontif, waiting, anticipating opportunity, put on film back, once again. Ah, he's desiring. He's, he's a Vasikin. He's desiring the Mitzvah. Now, it's used, Vasikin, colloquially speaking, that what does Vasikin mean? Vasikin means to daven early for that understanding. Okay? The Amara Yaychnon, Vasikin, how you go even you, know, you saw, you know, even Vasikin would finish. Shema with the neitzachama, with the sunrise. What does this mean? Let's see. Va'iter Tanya Namihach. We learned Vasi'kin Laigor Mosam in Netzach Hamah. Kedei she'izmeich In order to connect Goal Yisrael Baruch Ad Hashem Goal Yisrael and Shmain Esrei right away. When Nimsu by b'yoyim and it comes out, they're davening by day. Why? Because now it's sunrise. So that is the best, the best opportunity. Because they're doing the mitzvah the first chance possible. If you think about it, in the, in, the, in the winter time, or sometimes throughout the year, we're switching the clock now, right? But a person who daven even even uh, 7 o'clock, 7.30. The mitzvah for, for davening, was even an hour earlier. Could be an hour, two hours earlier, depending on what time of year. So this is Vasikin, that the mechaviv the mitzvah, the desire to do the mitzvah as early as possible. Amrav um, Zaya, my crow. What does it mean? The pasuk says, "Yerouchim Shames lefnei yareich dor doydim." What does it mean? You will, they will fear you with the sun, and lefnei yareich before the moon, generation after generation. So Rashi says like this. What does it mean? Yerouchim Shames Mosai misyanimcha. Rashi says, when do they fear you? When they're when your fear is accepted upon them, the Hainu Malchus Shemayim. When Klai Yisrael accept your fear upon them by saying Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lakin Hashem Achod, Shemekabelim B'Kriya Shema. That is expression of when they fear you. Yeraucha Im Shomesh. Okay, says Viter. Hey, Rabbi Yoisi Ben Eliyakim. Rabbi Yoisi Ben Eliyakim tells us. A fact. He testifies. In the name of a holy congregation in Yerushalayim. In other words, we just finished discussing Vasikin, Shema, and then Samech Gul L'tfilo. Now we now get into more, this discussion of Samech gulat L'tfilo. Whoever is Samech gulat L'tfilo, what does it mean to be Samech Gul You Say Baruch Atah Hashem Gali Yisrael. And then you start from right away. He says, The person will not get damaged, not get harmed the whole entire day. Om um, says, is this really so? A person who was is not going to damage, not going to harm the whole entire day." I was saying and I was harmed. So they asked him, how are you harmed? What happened to you? Was it mice? So he said, I had to go bring Hadassim to the king. Hadassim, I had to spend a lot of money and I was harmed, a financial loss. So listen to the answer. And he had to bring to the king. That's what you call that you were harmed because you had to spend a lot of money to go to bring it to the king, you should have to pay for that opportunity. Why should you have to pay for that opportunity? Because that's a mitzvah. Why is that a mitzvah? The person should always try to go greet Jewish kings. Not only just Jewish kings, even to greet Malchi Akum, even non-Jewish kings. Why? Shim Yizkeh, because the first one will merit in the world to come, Yavchin bein Malchi Yisrael Malchi Akum. So when the person can contrast and see the difference between Malchi Akum, how the kings of the non-Jewish nations are awarded covet and honor, then we'll see the will understand, ah, look at the covet, the honor over here and in haba. So that's not called getting harmed, that's called an opportunity to do a mitzvah to fulfill what Rabbi Yakin said. They should always try to go see. The kings, Rabbi Illo Rabbi said to Ula, "Kia When you go over there, to of Israel, because Ula was traveled territory often. Shol Achi Go and, and ask about my brother Rab But do this. Ask how he's doing in front of a lot of people because he's an Adam Gadol. He's a great man. And give him covet. Mention his name in front of people so give him covet. And some learn they weren't actually brothers but they had such a beautiful relationship that they loved each other so much they were like, like brothers. The Adam Gadol, who, because he's a great person, with some of and he gets happy doing mitzvahs. So how do you define over here a great person? He's happy doing mitzvahs perhaps. What's, what was the maisa? One time it happened that he was semech gulat fila, he connected Gal Yisrael and Sashman Esrei, and he didn't remove the smile from his face the whole entire day. He was so excited! I did this mitzvah, smichas gulat fila, he didn't stop smiling the whole entire day. Someone says, why are you so happy about it? Ah! Oh, you won't believe what I did today! I was semech gulat fila! What, 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 what? Yes! I was semech gulat fila! Now, the Gemara wants to understand, practically speaking, how we simch gulot Because we have a problem. The problem is, gulot filah means you say baruch atah Hashem, and you start berachos Abbas right away. But what do we have before Shuan esrei? Hashem Swasai tiftach. So we're going to go through the background procedure of how could Hashem swasay tiftach be there in the in in before the. Before Shmuel Nesra, how could you be samech? I have Amar Rabbi Yochin Huaymer. Hashem is supposed to say Tiftoch. Huva samech Huaymer. Yehilu Rotz First, you start off saying Hashem is supposed at the end, you say Yehilu Rotz Rifi. So, first, the Gemara is going to be focusing on Hashem is supposed to hey, Betchila Shalaris. This that you were saying, Hashem, that you have to say Hashem is supposed to say Tiftoch. says you say first before you say Shmuel That's referring to Arvis, and by Ma'ariv at night. The understanding is that the first step, that you don't have to be semich Gula Tefillah so much. You don't have to be semich so much. It's not such a big deal. You don't have to do that. So you can say Hashem Sosat Tiftach first. We had earlier, who is a Ben Olam Haba? Who is a man in the world to come? He says, Sevech Gula Tefillah Arvis. Shall Arvis, the Tefillah Shel There's a person who, in the first white line now, we say that a person does say, Gal Yisrael, and he starts Shavon Esri at night. Person who does this, he's a ben, ayilam hava He's a man for the world to come. So what are you telling me? You you don't have to say b'samachul uh, tefila at night. Elo amrav lazer tehi b'tefila semincha. What we're talking about it should be by tefila semincha. In other words, by mincha there's no gal yisrael. So it's by mincha you can say Hashem s'vasai tiftach and start your sh'moneh esrei. Yamar. No, Rashi says one second. Let's take a step back. I feel teima akulu. Even we can say by shachas Min marif. You should still say Hashem say, Tiftach first, like Rabbi Echon says. So, but how could you be some of Gula If you say Hashem say, Tiftach, you're not being some of Gula You're not connecting Gol Yisrael and Sarish Meser right away, because you're interrupting it. We came in the Kavurah Banvit Tfilo, Kit But since Chazal established you should say Hashem say, Tiftach first, it's viewed like it's a Tfilo Arichtha, like now it's a, it's an extension of the Gula Arichtha of the redemption. It's a, an extension of the redemption. The latei mahachi because you don't say this. Arvish heichimotzi sumich at night. How can you connect? In other words, he's bringing a proof that you say I have to say hashkivenu. Also, you have to say hashkivenu. So you see, hashkivenu is gula richta is an extension of the redemption concept. So too, ela came that the kingu rabbanon hashkivenu kigula richta damya. But since. They established to say Ashkivainu, it's like Gula Arichto, like like the a uh, a longer part of the redemption. Achinami keywind the Kavura, Banabit Filo, is kitfiloar, so too, just like they established to say uh because it's viewed as an extension of the redemption, so too they said to say Hashem Swash so Tiftach by Shachris, by Mincha, by Mariv, and it's not a Problem of an of an interruption of Gal Yisrael to Shmona Esrei, but rather it's it's a part of Geula Arichta, and we will stop here. Pick up tomorrow from the in regards to the discussion of the second statement of Rabbi Echanan, which is Why do we say at the end of Shmona Esrei, and maybe even it should be said in the beginning of Shmona Esrei.